welcome back to episode 20 of the Teas and Seas of Life podcast with Tanya and Claire. We're backwards in time. How are we only on 20? Weren't we on like 27 because, like a week ago? Yeah, but we've... Wait a minute. What? Did I say episode 20? Yeah. Oh, no, it's episode 30. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you really confused <laughs> me then. I'm like, I'm so what? confident I'm there. Sure we've done 27. I don't know why 27 is in my brain, <sighs> but I knew there was an Oh, one. every single time there's always some <laughs> fuck up, isn't there? We're either pissing ourselves laughing, I'm staring at you like a total weirdo, I can't get the yeah. number right. We start as we mean to go on. Yeah, well, I I'd, I even look, I had it written down. I even, I checked the website, wow. I had it written down in my, my notes. Still I still got it wrong. Up. I wonder if I've got, like, number dyslexia, because I, when I read a number, huh. I'm not sure if I'm reading the right number. It's really, oh, okay. and there, this is a very new development for me. Huh. Okay. And, uh. Yeah, it kind of freaks me out, especially like if I'm paying for something. Like I really have to look at my money, and I'm like, Ooh. "Oh, wow, is this the right amount? This is really weird. Oh, this is quite embarrassing." Yeah, I know. I, a phone number is fucking pick on my mind. Have you always felt that way? No, no, it's totally new. Mm. Like the last year. Old age. Yeah. Alzheimer's. I'm blaming everyone on Alzheimer's at the moment. Yeah, yeah I'm not taking that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not accepting that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Every time I do something, I've got Alzheimer's. Uh, oh but you know that is a stress though isn't it when your mum is i do pick up traits in Mm -hmm. myself and it and it's probably is just normal shit but i think because i'm aware of it Mm -hmm. that i've got a new thing when i come out of my house i do this it's so fucked up but you touch the handle three times i'm not that (laughs) well no no you know i've got so you've got i think you've got the same but you've got two steps down Mm -hmm. i mean i've got one step down every single time i come out only in the dark that I think there's two steps. Okay. And so I take the first step and that's fine and then I fall. <laughs> every time. I'm like, fuck's sake! And the kids, every time, they're like, mum, what's wrong with you? I'm like, my spatial awareness. And they're like, oh, oh shit. Oh, how funny. It's, it's scary because I keep thinking I'm going to die off my one step. <laughs> so high. So high. Okay. Uh, oh, God. Um, <laughs> well, we want to apologise to the listeners for missing last week. Yeah. It's, um, you know, we try to do a weekly podcast, but I think we should just class it as a weekly-ish podcast because <laughs> that, that, works, that really. works. Weekly-ish. A weekly-ish podcast weekly-ish. And, uh, yes. and put less pressure on us because we're both full-time working mums. Yes. We're b- both got businesses to run as well, trying yeah. to write a third book. Yeah. We have both have children and lots of children collectively. Yes, yes I are. have one looking at me right now. She's a really well. She's a really well. Um, yeah, and last week I was blind in one eye, two eyes at points. Uh, um, yeah. That, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it you get migraines pretty bad, don't you? Yeah, I think it's, they've got worse again, and I think that um, it's the computer. I'm on the computer all day, yeah. every day, and although I've got computer glasses, I think the strain is just mm-hmm. too much. But I have said to my man, or one of my managers, I have lots currently, mm-hmm. um, that I need to step away. I don't have a lunch break. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the last time beyond this week I have a new I've boundaried my, I'm boundarying mm-hmm. my new life this week is a good week it's tu- it's Tuesday but it's a good week yeah that's good well it's <laughs> it not is. Tuesday morning this is Tuesday night so you've Tuesday had two night. full working days of being yep. successful it, and it, I am I'm, I'm winning at life proud of myself but it is stepping away from the laptop doing something moving even if it's hoovering mm-hmm. but it's something off of the laptop to give my brain a bit of a break and go right and then come back. Okay, so why were you not having lunch breaks? Because, because we are in charge, Percy. In, 
day. So it wasn't somebody else making that. Oh, no. It was just you. Fully, fully me. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm an arsehole. But, um, <laughs> exactly. I am an arsehole. <laughs> That's it. That is it. But I am not doing that anymore. I am structured. I am boundaried. You're actually more productive when you're more boundaried with your time. Yeah. And I think I have to be. I have, effectively, I've realised I've got four jobs. Mm-hmm. That, which is a lot of jobs. It is a lot of jobs. <laughs> and because they all separate. weave in as well, it's yeah. it's quite diffi- difficult then to yeah. like separate. boundary and break them down. Yeah. And then I've taken on a degree because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm an arsehole again. Um, <laughs> and I'm doing study through work. So I just, I take on too much because I'm just an idiot mm-hmm. and then go, I've got no time. I've got a headache. Mm-hmm. I'll stop being a cunt. Mm-hmm. Pardon my language. No, I can't say the C word. On yeah, the no, you can. It's fine, actually, because <laughs> whoa, I was watching, there was a TED talk I watched about the word cunt <laughs> and how <laughs> colloquial it actually is right. and the history or the epitome. Ephtimology. Ephtimology. I don't know because Tony speaks in such a funny accent. I don't know what he's actually saying. It could be anything. Yeah, it could be anything. So the history and the background of the words is actually really, really empowering. Um, I'm going to find that TED Talk and I'm going to link it into the show notes. No, it is. It's a. I remember um, my friend Lucy's um, dad. Because we used to say it a lot, and I remember one of us saying it in front of him, mm-hmm. and him wetting himself, and we were like, "I'm really sorry." And he was the same. He was like, "It's a good English word. Yeah. Use the word." And I think he called all of us cunts, mm-hmm. um, and we were like, "Okay, fair play." But, um, <laughs> but we did. It's because so many people take it so badly. It's yeah. one of those that you sort of go, "Oh, yeah." It's, it's a harsh word, but actually, if you look at the formation of it. It's quite smooth and curvy, and it's got quite a solid foundation and, and structure to it. Sometimes it is the only word that makes yeah. the point. I think when we used to use it a lot, and we really did use it a lot, it was in a very friendly way. It mm-hmm. wasn't an aggressive way often. Like sometimes it was going, oh, that person's a fucking. But generally it was like, you're right, you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> Me, Bonnie came up with cunty once. Oh, see. And that was quite fun to use for a weekend. <laughs> Yeah. We got bored of it eventually. <laughs> this wasn't all that long ago, actually. It was like a couple of years ago. Oh, see? Yeah, we you thought it was really now. funny. You yeah. matured over that weekend. <laughs> no, I'm not going to use that word. No, hopefully, my dad never listens, though, because I don't, I don't talk about this stuff. Oh, God, that's funny. I don't ever swear. Um, we've got some uh, We've got some news, actually. We've, we've received some emails from the listeners about last. I'm not going to say last week's podcast, <laughs> like the last episode that oh, we did. Hi. Because it was produced without any music. <laughs> it went out. Sit. Yeah. Sit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks for using that lovely email address that I can never get right when I do um, say it on air. Oh. To let us know that we hadn't put the music on it. <laughs> and uh, by the time I'd actually, because I had listened, I do have, like, we quite often talk about listening to our own oh, podcast. Yeah. And it's, it is really healthy to do that. Don't feel bad about doing that. I do it a lot. Yeah, I like listening to us. I only like listening to us, so that is a problem. <laughs> there are other podcasts no, out there. No, um, and I'd be like, so why is it such a long fucking pause? I was like, oh, fuck. The music. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I forgot to put it on. Welcome to my world. This yeah, but is now they can see what I mean with this long ass pause. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and you did say time. that to me. And I was like, oh, my God, I forgot the music. 
And um, we're like, it's fine because we actually, we I think at the beginning of the last episode, we talked a lot about the pause. <laughs> it freaked you out, like my weird staring. It was really weird. I think that holding me for a couple of days, actually, to be fair. But, um, yeah, so, so we were just emphasising the point mm-hmm. of there was no music. I know, I really hope I remember to put it in this time. Yeah. Because it's, it's a risk when I talk about something quite a lot that I feel then that I've done it like looking at the right, the number right. like I've looked at 30 quite a lot I've even <laughs> written it down on the notes like but yeah yeah I still got it wrong episode 20 yeah, yeah. where's episode 30 yeah I know yeah <laughs> <laughs> just making sure <laughs> I know, I know that. wow yeah. um Another bit of news, actually, mm. but I have told you this, so this is for the listeners. Okay. We have been invited to um, do a little bit of like, what's it called? Influencing. Influencing. Yeah. Influencing. Yeah, we've been gifted a um, hidden city tour in London. I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah, yeah. I love London anyway. So this is off the back of our randomization of life and doing yeah. things a bit spontaneous. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we're going up to London on the. 8th of November? No. 6th? On the weekend, the first weekend in November. 6th? Yeah, maybe it's the 6th. It's a curly number. I tell you, number <laughs> dyslexia. <three> <laughs> You've proven your point. Well, 6th. Yeah, so we're going up to London yeah. on the 6th and we're going to play this game. Yes. Which I'm really excited to do. It, I love the idea of this. Mm-hmm. Like, I love London. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like my, it is, it's my, my soul home. Like mm-hmm. London, I love it. And you know when, to find new places yeah. and this looks like it's going to take you to fun places with a drink. Yeah. That's heaven. Yeah, but the emphasis for me was not to do something that was alcohol-based. Oh. So, are you blurring the lines here slightly? <laughs> everything was alcohol-based. That's how I live. No. We can definitely drink on it, but thats it's not like a pub crawl that we're doing. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you think we're doing, I'm gonna take Connor with me instead. I'll just roll over behind you with my bottle of gin <laughs> in my little paper bag. Discreet. No, it's not about the alcohol. It is gonna be. It is a really cool experience. And yes. I am excited. What was the company called that gifted it to us? Hidden City Tours. Hidden City Tours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So we picked. Have we booked it? Mm, no. <laughs> no. I don't think it, I think you can just do it whenever you want. I think it's like a convenience thing. So it's not like there's only fifty games right, that can like, be played in one day. So I think you just no. I don't it. think it matters. Oh, they did ask us when we were going to be doing it, and I said the eighth. I think. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I better make sure that it's given them the right date. <laughs> yeah. oh. Oh, but, um, but they've got different themes as well. Yeah, they? there are lots of different Have we themes. A theme? What? No. Mm, I do you know what I need to know a bit more. I need to right, look, look into things. it a little bit more, and we'll Don't we'll mind. do a little debrief and things once yes, we've done the game. Definitely. We'll take I think some. It'd be really cool. Yeah, but I think it is. It's, I'm excited that we are. We're influencers. We are influencers. You can put that on your passport and things now. Well, not on your passport. It's your job. You can. Oh, we could now put that our job. We are mental health specialists and influencers. Oh. You're an author. Mm. Well, you'd have and to, you you'd have are um, I'm co-founder of a um, CIC, an anti-racism CIC. Yeah, and you're also a an activist. Um, That's the activist. word. Activist. Yeah. I love. I love that. I'm an mm. activist. I like the little title, feminist. 
Mm. I want to be a feminist. Like, not a full, hardcore fucking feminist, but I'd be like an apprentice to the... Um, the apprentice feminist. Yeah, the apprentice feminist. Um yeah. There is a title now, Apprentice Feminist. Apprentice Feminist. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, talking yeah. of feminists and talking of people who make changes, mm. we wanted to do this episode on inspirational people yeah. and what makes an inspirational pe- person. Yeah. And we were both kind of at the beginning of the show, we're like, do we need to pick one? Because mm. I don't actually know who or what. But we both agreed that it's not about the the one particular person who's inspirational. I think there are different people throughout yeah. courses of your life and for different areas of life who are inspirational. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think I think it's quite difficult to to decide on what defines that because is it like hard times? Is it adversity? Mm. Is it a business success? Is it a, a career success? Is it mm. familial success? Like. But what makes that person stand out to you? Yeah, I think it's I think it is. It's difficult because it will be different for every person, and it will. I think when I think of people that have inspired me, it will be a different person at different points in mm. my life, depending where my headspace is at. That it's yeah, it's it's really hard to pinpoint. But I know it's it's that kind of aspirational thing I think mm. when I think of inspiring people of that they make me aspire to be better in myself yeah that is someone I look up to now the person obviously and everyone that knows me like my I love her it's pink mm. I, I love her I, I just love her so much please listen to this and be my friend <laughs> You're gonna have to tag her now on Instagram when this post when this um, episode goes out. And then slide into her DMs again. (laughs) (laughs) So sad. Um, (laughs) Really spat with Jenna everywhere. But um, but the reason she inspires is just because she's just no nonsense, and I love that Mm. about her. That she just and she probably does have massive insecurities like everyone else, but she always seems to overcome stuff. She always seems to be out there fighting for what's good, always. She doesn't just write about shit that you just think mm-hmm. is just airy and fairy. It's about something that is hitting you. So many of her songs have hidden meanings that you're like, oh, God, that's so clever. She's just fucking wonderful. Mm-hmm. And she's fit, too. And even in her fitness, she's not the stereotypical Yeah, pretty... she's strong. Yeah, she's, she's strong. strong. That is exactly mm-hmm. the word for her. She's physically strong, yeah. mentally strong, it and is. emotionally strong. And that's where mm. I aspire, I guess, mm-hmm. to be. That, and sometimes I do feel like I am pink. And then other days, maybe not so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a bit more pale pink. <laughs> <laughs> Baby pink. Baby, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think yeah. she's she's consistently real, isn't she? Um, yeah. You never see her in one interview doing one thing or in one yeah. song doing something different you know she's consistently just honest real yeah. and like just a normal girl like somebody that you think that you'd could go up to the pub yeah. with and just talk shit and call her a cunt and like it wouldn't be, <laughs> no, it be she, 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 she might ride how she would but I'd love that too <laughs> I got round out like, <laughs> but, no it is and I think that for me, even seeing her as a mother, because then that's a different inspiration again of thinking of the mother that you want to be and seeing people that you look at and go, do you know what? That's the kind of mother I want to be. That's how I want my children 
to look up to me mm-hmm. in that way and what I want to teach my children. So then you get into this whole other ground. But yeah, she is she's just amazing. See, it's funny when you say that, actually, because that is the one thing that I actively try to improve on every day. Like other areas of my life, yeah, I, I, th- I do work towards them, but being mm-hmm. a better mother is something that I try and work on whether it's <coughs> excuse me consciously or whether it's just happening in the background like yeah. I try and always have a conversation that sparks a different area of thinking or a different conversation with the kids mm. and um I don't know who I think is be like an inspiring I think most people say their own mothers but and I don't mean to disrespect my <laughs> mum by not saying my mum in that respect but I think everybody has something to contribute towards that mm. like different like my mum I learned a lot from my mum about being independent and being oh, hands-on and handsy and mm. been able to do DIY like my mum did all the DIY around the oh, house apart God. from there was a couple of like some of the bigger stuff that we'd get um our local our neighbour carpenter to come in oh, and um I was fascinated. Like I used to, he, James must have thought I was a right fucking creep as a kid, because <laughs> I would just sit there in the room and stare at him. Oh. I just watched him working. I loved the smell of the wood. Okay. I loved watching him planing wood. That was like Trevor. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sake! Duck. Yeah, he's got this stupid <laughs> quacking noise for his text message, and he's got this ridiculous horrible theme tune that plays when somebody rings them and it's it doesn't like build up to this loud noise it just comes in with drums and guitars and straight away yeah (laughs) he tried to sneak in all quiet as well like i don't even think he shut the back door (laughs) (laughs) so you might as well come and be on the show now trev but um no i definitely in terms of, yeah, I mean, that's not necessarily even parenting, is it? That was just, that was my mum being a strong woman. Mm-hmm. Just being, well, fuck it, if your dad's not going to do it, then I'll yeah. do it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've definitely taken taken a leaf out of her book in that respect. But yeah. with regards to being like a an asper- or inspirational mum, I think everybody, I think there's something about what everybody does with their kids. And you think, ooh, yeah. I'd like to do a little bit of that. And I wonder, I often wonder, and, and not a big-headed way, but who have I ever inspired or who have I ever kind of... I don't know, I've inspired many people as a mum. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not my own children. Um, <laughs> Even if it's inspiring them what not to do. <laughs> yeah, do not bring them up like that. That is awful. The, no, I think there probably are people, more so for you, um, that have probably looked and gone, yeah, I love the fact that you talk so openly to your kids about things mm-hmm. from very young ages and I think it's it's such a big part of the ethos that I kind of talk about is talking to your children mm-hmm. and to actually see you actually do it and it work it's like this is good mm-hmm. but equally you it's such a natural thing for you it's mm-hmm. not you're not doing it because someone said it. it's just because this that's just who you are and I think that is really nice to watch yeah you know what sometimes it's it's hard not to feel forced when you're parenting your children mm-hmm. isn't it to feel like you're, you know, enforcing this positive change on them and it's like, you will do this or I will do this. Yeah. But I think at some point it just becomes normal. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I love the fact that your kids can stand their own in, like, mm-hmm. a, an argument or a discussion about race and equality. Like, they just know their mm-hmm. shit and I love that. And I want to be more like that. And mm-hmm. although we, d- you know, last our last episode was talking about Black History Month, 
Um, I, I, even after that episode, even before that episode, mm. I was thinking to myself, I need to do more this month. Mm. But it hasn't been a priority. Mm. And why? Why? Because I talk about it and I'm an ally. Why am I not doing things actively to have discussions at the dinner table? But it's difficult. I think it's, you, we, we're doing so much. I know, all but the you time. can make excuses for a lot yes, of things by just saying that. Yeah, no, of course. But it is all equally, I think, with anything like that, is still not giving yourself a hard time for not doing it every minute of every day. Yeah. But as long as you're getting something in, mm-hmm. that's better than what a lot of people would be getting. Yeah. So, now, I don't know that I've mentioned Black History Month once in my household, truthfully, mm-hmm. but I'm black every day. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't need October <laughs> to tell me. This is our life. So, it's cool. But it's still, I know that they're doing stuff at, some of them are doing stuff at school mm-hmm. and bits like that. But it is, I think there's it, there's different times, isn't there? And different ways to, I suppose, inspire and be an ally and do all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's work. It is work. It's not, a, yeah. it's not a, just a necessarily a natural thing all the time, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. Do you know what I have found recently, actually, and I've always been a bit kind of, why has podcasts always got famous people? Why is it always mm. a well-known person that's talking on the podcast? Can it not just be regular people? Mm. And this podcast that I was raving about last time, um, Three Little Words with mm. John Bishop and Tony Pitts, it's yep. all famous people or um, who are who are being interviewed on it and they're mm. sharing their three famous three three favorite words. And when you hear somebody talking, you hear their story, and this is what we forget a lot of the time, mm-hmm. is that everybody, no matter where you've come mm-hmm. from, what race, what creed, what, everybody yeah. has a story. Yeah. And it's that story that is yeah. inspiring. It's not necessarily what they've achieved or yes. what they've gone on to do or yeah. who they are now or what they're talking about on the radio or the podcast. It's what they've done, where they've come mm. from, and their reflection on that. Yeah. And what yeah. they've learned and taken away from it. And... um. I was listening to one the other day. It was Charlene Spiteri. Is that, I don't know if that, Texas. She okay. was the lead yes. singer of Texas. Yeah. And um, I grew up, like, Texas was a band mm. that was kind of, I mean, being from Scotland as well. It was quite... Oh, she's Scottish? Yeah, she's okay. from Glasgow. <laughs> Texas is okay. a Scottish band. Okay. And, uh, like, I remember the songs, like, they were, they were on the radio mm. when I was growing up. Music wasn't a huge thing for me growing up. Like, I enjoy music. I like all different types of different music mm-hmm. but there's not one particular band or any yeah. that I follow and listening to her story about like growing up in Glasgow and what it was like to to be like she was bullied in school because of how she looked and like she was got she had really really dark hair she had a funny okay. name and in that particular part of Glasgow that she grew up on she stood out and that what? made her get picked on mm-hmm. and just I don't know I don't know if it's a not necessarily a weakness or a sad story that makes you look at somebody a different yeah. way and think, oh, wow, you've gone on to do amazing things. It's just hearing somebody talk honestly about their yeah. experience. Um, yeah. One of our most popular, or in fact, the most popular podcast mm. episode that we've ever done is the one that I did about talking about Trevor's yeah. accident. Yeah. And uh, I would love it if he were to talk about it on it, but he won't do it. No. And I get that. I do get yeah. it. But when you are, when you share your vulnerability, it's so fucking hard to do at the time. Yeah. Like when you're, I think yeah. with it, just us and it's our candid conversation a lot mm-hmm. of the time, it's easy then to have those conversations. Yeah, to put it out there. Yeah, um, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. It's speaking honestly. Cause, but then that that are the ones... It was a couple of weeks ago I was having 
um, a little bit of a meltdown on yes. a couple of Saturdays ago. Just I had not felt that low in a really, Never. really, really long time. Yeah. And it's interesting that those are the times when you share an honest speck, a mm. slither, a little glimmer into what that looks like to you. It speaks to people. Like mm. when you're bragging about, you know, yeah. you've done this or you've done that, you've published a book, you've got a podcast, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. That doesn't speak to anybody. That's not like, mm. well, I've done that too or I felt like yeah. that too. But I've had a really shit day. I've wanted to stay in bed. I've wanted to cry all day. Mm. I've, I, I, I can relate to that. Yeah. I can see how that would happen to me. And mm. that is what, I think speaks to people more than anything else is when you can yeah. relate yourself to and you can see yourself being in that situation. Yeah, no, that makes sense, I suppose, because it is. And equally with that, I suppose we want to help people mm-hmm. as well. So, And if we're thinking about like adversity, we like to see people. It's like when you're watching like even something like, I don't know, Big Brother or one of them rubbish reality programmes, but mm-hmm. The Underdog, to see someone that shouldn't be mm-hmm. up there that you were like, go on, you want them to be up there because you like, yeah. just, you want to push that, that I think, I love an underdog story. Yeah. Because um, it's just, it's a story. It's more of a story than, and it's not saying that those that are the ones that are out there and that are showing all that positivity that they've not had that story, but mm. they're not, it's not there. We're not seeing that. So I, I, I get that people feed into that. Yeah. That you need that. Some more, yeah, like when people get bullied online, and like you sometimes forget that. I mean, who am I trying to think of? Oh, Kerry Katona. She got, I don't know why she's popped into my mind, but because she's not really been in the public eye for a long time, but she mm. was being terribly, terribly mm. um, bullied in the media before. Yeah. And when yeah. you read interviews or you listen to her talking on the rare occasion that she ever actually did have. Mm. You don't know how honest people are being mm. when they are in the public eye, um, but you just you see the real person. You see, yeah. oh yeah, actually, it's not just this fucking face. That... Do you know, she was actually on. Um, I think it's just finished because we just yeah, um, celebrity or oh, not DIY okay, sorry. Oh my oh, god! Changing rooms. No. Oh. The bloody military people. Oh, SOS, like, the survival SOS or something them, like that, yeah. Yeah, on Channel 4, but she was on it. It was a celebrity one. And I've never watched him before, but mm-hmm. I know that the main dude, and I can't remember his name, but is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen him, he does inspirational talking, like, because he's very, he's very military, like, they're the special forces or whatever, so they're hardcore. Uh, yeah. But he also has that softer side. But what was really interesting is they had, so they had, like, Kerry Katona was on it, um, Alexandra Burke. So loads of celebrities that aren't, Big, big famous, but uh-huh. you know who they are. And they'd put them for all of these tasks, and then they'd, one by one, they'd drag them, they'd put someone over their head, and they'd drag them into this room, mm-hmm. and they'd go, what's holding you back? Mm-hmm. And to watch these people become vulnerable, they mm-hmm. had Jermaine Genus. Is Jermaine Genus? No, it's not Jermaine Genus. Oh, God. Kieran Dyer. Sorry, Jermaine Genus is another programme I've watched. Um, Kieran Dyer, so who's a footballer, mm-hmm. who was known for being a bit of a tit, really, mm-hmm. and always losing his temper, and the, not anyone's real favourite, I suppose, because he just he didn't come across always that likeable. Mm-hmm. And even on this, you were a bit like, oh, I'm not, I don't know that I'm necessarily growing towards you. And they pulled him in, and he sat, and he cried, and he talked about being abused as a child. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is, this is why. Mm-hmm. 
this is why I am the way I am. I've had to shut mm-hmm. because this happened to me. And you know, when it was like he'd spoken about it before, he said it'd been like a year he'd been in therapy or something, yeah. and he had said it before on the telly. But you could just see his vulnerability talking about it. It wasn't that strong man yeah. that he constantly was trying to be. And it just, you suddenly go, ah, oh, there's more to you. Yeah. That is why it does. That is what shape. And that did inspire me to sort of go, wow, like mm-hmm. you are on telly doing mm-hmm. this as a man from football mm-hmm. talking about being abused as a child. And you just think, well done, because how many people will that then help? Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that always inspires me of speaking your truth and then someone else mm-hmm. being able to speak their truth and mm-hmm. get the help. But I just think that it's so brave mm-hmm. and I don't know that I necessarily would ever be that brave mm-hmm. to do that but I rate people that can sort of go out speak their full truth and go do you know what this is going to help someone else mm-hmm. and it's also it helped him I think as well but... yeah it does I think when you it's very cathartic and almost therapeutic in itself just to talk about things mm. um and to get them out like i I was having, I think what kind of opened the can of worms for me the other weekend is mm. I'd had supervision with work on the Friday yeah. towards the end of the day and it opened a whole can of worms that I've been on the cusp of talking about mm. um, and this, our work as a mental health practitioner has really mm-hmm. brought these things to the surface yeah, for me and uh, <laughs> after I had that supervision I mm. was like, oh fucking hell, within five minutes I was greeting. Oh really? On, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was proper fucking bubbling. Yeah. And uh, I just, I think that then tumbled and turned and became something else. And Mm -hmm. it is something I think I will talk about in the future. Mm -hmm. I might even put it into a book. I don't know. I think Mm -hmm. to put it into a book makes it a bit too... (laughs) (laughs) But I think of how many people it would help. How many yeah. people, and for parents as well, to read my mm. story and mm. to be prepared for their children, yeah, um, for their young yeah. people to to know whether there were signs. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a weird one. Mm. But yeah, when you talk about it out loud, like it's yeah, it puts what you've maybe kept inside into a different. You hear it in a different way. It puts yeah. it in a different light. I think it is. I think, but it's it is. It's scary because, mm-hmm. like you said, it opens a can of worms. Mm-hmm. So once you've voiced things out loud, mm. it's suddenly, it's like, oh, God, I've got to deal with this. You can't unhear it, can yeah, you? Yeah, it's there that it's, um, yeah, and that is, that's a frightening prospect if you're not ready mm-hmm. necessarily or have got the kind of support there to trust mm-hmm. that's going to be able to pick you up because more often than not, when you're speaking your truth about these kind of traumas, that it's it's going to floor you mm-hmm. and you're not always going to be able to pick yourself up on your own. Mm-hmm. Then if you don't trust that you've got people that can do that, mm-hmm. why would you do it? I know. The, which is, it's, what was I, I was watching, oh no, it was um, Towie. It's the shit I watch. I'm Fucking hell, Tanya. But she actually, one of them, she annoys me, but she made a really good point. She's got a thing about going over bridges and she doesn't like driving over bridges and she went to see a counsellor about driving over a bridge mm-hmm. because she wants to drive over a bridge and she sat down with the counsellor and within like five minutes the counsellor was like, you've got trust issues, you've got commitment, not commitment, um, 
attachment issues because mm-hmm. I think her mum had either left her or died when she was very young mm-hmm. and she said it's all about that you're trying to go over this bridge and it's like but you're letting go mm-hmm. and she was like no I'm not doing this she said I want to go over a bridge I don't want to deal with the stuff that I don't want to deal with I just want to get over a bridge because mm-hmm. she wasn't ready to do all of the other stuff that, and it was and her friends were like oh but you've got to and she was like I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not doing it and you know when I, I sort of was like do you know what I get that mm-hmm. it's get painful that. it hurts yeah. and then why would you to open that can of worms necessarily it's, it leads to something else and leads to something else and leads to something else and you're like I just want to go over the fucking bridge mm-hmm. you just get over the bridge like, mm-hmm. leave me alone but at the same time you do know that actually it will make in the long run mm-hmm. hopefully will make things better yeah but that is that's the worry isn't it if you haven't if you haven't done it before if you haven't tested it with something small yeah and you haven't had the success or the feeling of elation or the Mm -hmm. relief of not having that burden on your shoulders and but you've carried it with you for such a long time and where's the promise that's gonna Mm -hmm. like it's it's a huge thing it's a really huge thing so i've got a hell of a lot of respect for people who do have Mm -hmm. the courage to yeah. to speak about whatever it is that is yeah. kind of on their shoulders yeah. um and you know who i mean this particular person is she's a huge inspiration to loads and loads of people but i fucking love her yeah. oprah yeah i just think she's amazing <laughs> i Do love you're know, not keen i don't know what it is with hope. I, I genuinely love her but there's something in her that grates me Oh, I don't like how she sometimes talks at people or she'll talk over them. And yeah. her interview style mm-hmm. is maybe, but her story. Yes. Yeah. Where she's come yeah. from, what she's done, what her relationship with her husband. It's mm-hmm. just. And her mother, didn't she have real issues with her mum, Oprah? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's Oprah. That um did have real issues with her mum. And I'm sure it was her whose mum passed away and. I think they may be only kind of reconciled fully mm-hmm. just before. But yeah, she is an inspiration. She is. People love her because mm-hmm. she is, because of what she's been through and because of how open, I guess, she has been mm-hmm. always. That people need that. I think we are surrounded by so much fakeness and shit and yeah. just shiny. Yeah, that's and we love the, shiny. Yeah, that's but. the trouble, isn't it? I think, I, I don't want to slash social media again, but <laughs> I think like Trashy TV, like... The shit that you watch. <laughs> what is it? Reality TV. Reality, yeah. And how it can glorify, like, the lack of intelligence, or it can yeah. glorify bullying, it can glorify yeah. being really fucking cunty people. Yeah. And it can make it look like that that is the norm and that's how people mm. behave. I was, yeah. I was, I think I either overheard a conversation or I had spoken to somebody recently that had, that was a friend of a friend of um, Joey Essex. Yeah. And apparently he's a very, very, very intelligent mm-hmm. boy. And he puts on Amazing. that. So why why do the producers populous populacize? That's not, That's a, word. not a word. That's no. not a word at all. I'm taking that, I'm yeah. gonna delete that word from my vocabulary <laughs> forevermore. <laughs> yeah. Why do they accentuate that mm-hmm. sort of behaviour? Like wh- how it, is that? Because it sells. People, he has done so well of know, being thick. Know, if he came just out now and was suddenly like brains of Britain, it that's his work done. That he made a really good program actually about his um, um about his mum passing away. Did he? That, oh my god, I bawled. It was oh. it was really because he 
he hadn't even I think he hadn't even looked at like photographs of his mum. She died when he was really young, mm-hmm. but he couldn't come to he couldn't come to terms with it at all. Aww. And so he did this program and like went back to even like the childhood home, and it just was. It oh, it was so sad, and you could just—he looked like a little boy again. Like he's—he is a little boy. He's probably not. He's probably like thirty something. <laughs> he always looks like a little boy, but you could see that child uh-huh. that had lost his parent. That was like, and just again, that program would have had people see him in a different light, mm-hmm. and would have helped a lot of people watching and going, Do you know what? Yeah, that's. Do you know what? I was yeah. just about to say, why did he do that on front on the TV? But like you said, it gets people talking, doesn't it? It makes other people yeah. see, see and think about what an impact that could have on them yeah. if they were to address. Especially males as well, because mm-hmm. I think there's still shared Such something at work the other day around, I think it was for Black History Month, but around like black men and mental health and that just, there is still, mm-hmm. it's, and I think there's still the highest the highest statistic for suicide is still males mm-hmm. that and you just think because they're not they don't talk in the same mm-hmm. way that even not obviously women still take their own lives <clears throat> and things but it's they're so pent up and it is like i know even when like sam is a very emotional man and sometimes i'm like dear god mm-hmm. but i'm glad that he yeah, gets it out yeah, because I, if he didn't and totally. like the shit that comes out <laughs> if that didn't come out god forbid what would be happening in his head like let it out and it is the same for my kids i'm like do you know what talk about it mm-hmm. talk about it like callum came in today and he came in like his hood was up and he looked really and i was like mm. what took his head off and he was like no i'm fine and i was like okay but I'm like but you talk to you tell me if something's wrong and he's like no i would and he does, and it's mm-hmm. he still gets very upset over um, his best friend Rio, who passed mm-hmm. when he, when they were both seven, six, seven. That um, that and he will still have moments, and it'll be really out of the blue. It's never really the big anniversaries anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just randomly he'll come in, and he'll be in absolute pieces, mm-hmm. and he's just he's just like I miss my friend. Yeah, and it's just but he will talk about it, and I'm like you have. To talk about that, you yeah. can't keep that in yeah. because that's that's just going to eat away at you. That's going to destroy you. But he knows that he can come and talk to me, and I'll mm-hmm. just go, "Okay, it's cool. This is cool. We'll cry. We'll, we'll get. We're like, yeah, we have our moment, and then okay, mm-hmm. carry on. But because that's all you can do, and that even that is one of the most inspiring people to me is Rio's mummy. Mm-hmm. Like, I love her to pieces. That it's um, yeah, she's just. She's just amazing to She sounds like an incredible woman. Like she, in just, just so many different mm-hmm. ways. She is just I don't I don't even want to say strong with her because it's it's beyond that. Mm-hmm. The it's it is beyond that. She's just she's just amazing and she is destined for wonderful things and for a happiness beyond what we can ever wish for her. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, she inspires me I think daily, which mm-hmm. is just and yeah, love it to pieces. So. Yeah. So I'm playing this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> making background noise. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's a vulnerability, though, isn't it? Yeah. You're fiddling when you're being vulnerable about yourself yeah. and speaking <laughs> about a friend who's who's that. inspiring. So yeah, it is difficult when you share your own things. Yeah. It's fine when you talk about somebody else's. You're discussing other people, but when yeah. it's yours, it's it is that we were sort of saying before that I'm I'm in a reflective state mm-hmm. at the moment. I'm very much trying to body and mind and being reflective, and I'm realizing things that about myself that 
I didn't believe were there. Uh-huh. That, and it's it's unsettling because I'm... I think, Joe, I have a lot of mask tattoos on my body. Mm-hmm. And I've always sort of said I'm very good at a mask. I'm mm-hmm. very, very good. And then, you know, when you start looking behind that mask and going, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, that's different. Yeah. I didn't see that there. It's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And it is... It's good, but it's slow. Is this when you were telling me you don't like um, criticism? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't like criticism and I don't like being told no. Yeah. Which, like, I said I'm like a child in a way, but it's not, I think what, like, nobody likes criticism, no, no mm-hmm. one likes being told no, but I never thought that of myself. Okay. I always felt that I can take criticism, mm-hmm. I can take a no. I can't. I don't mm-hmm. like it. I don't like rejection. It does. It really makes me, it just makes me clam. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I feel, makes me feel very kind of vulnerable. And I think that's something I'm not, I don't do that. And I think because of that, because mm-hmm. I've got my front, I've always got my front on. So mm-hmm. whenever, if someone criticizes me, it, I think it's like it, it, it etches away a little mm-hmm. bit. The chips away at the yeah, mask. And that's, and then you're like, oh, shit, get that back up. Mm-hmm. Get that back up. But even I had a... I think, do you know what I think it is as well? I think it was the Instagram route. I think that might have maybe started some of my reflection. And she was wrong. And I will openly say this girl's fucking wrong. She was a div. But she... Um, I put a post up a couple of weeks ago. It must have been now when we went out about... Um, we went to Maidstone. I was the only black person. It was weird. We'll go into it properly another time. But... A girl that I used to go to school with then put on my Instagram. She basically told me stop whinging was basically what she said. Okay. And I was like, hmm, okay, um, don't come at me. What's her race? She's white. Okay. And she sort of, then she tried to compare it and said she'd been to a club a couple of times um, in Croydon, which is a very black club. Like uh-huh. everyone knows it. And she's the only white one. She said, I know how you feel. It's, it's fine, but I don't go around whip bitching and moaning oh. about it. And I was like, okay, right, wow. so get my back up already. But cool, I was very hungover as I'm reading this. Mm-hmm. My sister then rang me at like eight in the morning and she was like, I'm going to fucking kill this girl. <laughs> I'm going to fuck someone up. She was like, what's she coming at you for? And then lots of people, because I'm very lucky, I've got lots of supportive mm-hmm. friends. I was hungover. Lots of people sort of jumped in and were just sort of trying to explain to her why her point of view at that point was wrong mm-hmm. and it was wrong it was just stupid and she could have if she was trying to be encouraging and just said you know what yeah I get what you're saying mm-hmm. but um you had a good night it's really cool whatever mm-hmm. but she wasn't and then she after then doing this and I sort of just messaged and just said cool whatever and then she said um and also um I think you're two-faced and I was like oh what? wow what you know, I'm hungover. Jesus, someone's hijacked your fucking Instagram. See, like, just like, to publicly say that to you. To me. And I was like, what? And she said, um, there's been a whole thing, and it will be a whole other podcast because it's so long, around Jesse from Little Mix and Blackfishing. There's a whole thing about blackfishing, which is basically when a white person takes on a black person's appearance, has all the gains of a black person without any of the struggles and all of this kind of shit. Okay. And Jesse from Little Mix has made a video. It's put the cat amongst the pigeons and this is all happening. And I must have put something about black fishing on a couple of days before we'd gone uh-huh. out. So she, she then started talking about this and I was like, okay, that's cool. That's fine. If you think that she's not, that's fine. I'm, I'm not bothered what you think. She That she was. She was black fishing. End of for me. She was like, well, you wear a wig. Um, does that mean you're trying to be white? And I was like, <laughs> oh, God damn it. You're missing the point. And it was, it was, this went on for hours. She's now blocked me. But 
that didn't even bother me because you know when I'm like I can hold my own in my arguments with yeah. stuff like that that's what I do but she kept saying things like you're not the person I thought you were you're two-faced you're um you're fake you're this that and the other and you know when it was like after a while it chips and you're like mm-hmm. is this what and I think sometimes because I put myself out there and I'm not even remotely saying I'm like a celebrity because that at all but I think because I do have and we have a social media Mm. presence with this with part with mindset that you allow people to become critical Mm -hmm. I'm very lucky that generally people are very positive Mm -hmm. and I think just having that criticism it then started to make me think oh I don't like this Mm -hmm. I don't like it she was wrong she was twat but it chipped it and I think it sort of did open that little can of worms that yeah. is now for me I can I'm trying very hard like I said to reflect on it and to not let that kind of fear of criticism and vulnerability like demolish me or anything but it definitely started a little mm-hmm. thing I'm glad that's you... good self-reflection so yes. you can thank her for something yeah thank besides you besides being a cunt fist in the face <laughs> Fucking... called me a hag and then blocked me <gasps> Fucking shit to me. A hag. Wow. Call me a fucking hag. Stupid girl. Silly little girl. And do you know what? I don't even I love an argue I love a discussion around race. Mm -hmm. I will happily, most of the time, as long as I'm at my equilibrium and I'm right. But yeah, because I'm never wrong. (laughs) Um but but be educated in that discussion. She didn't know what black fishing was. Like, she didn't. She just thought it was about a tan and a weave. It's so much beyond that. And that's all I was saying was if you want to have this conversation, go and get educated and then come back and yeah. then we'll have the conversation. That it's, you're you're missing a point here. You're saying that this isn't existed and this isn't a problem, but you're not, you don't actually know what it is. Yeah. So stop. Yeah. Stop there. And that doesn't inspire me. Yeah. That makes me look at you as an idiot. But in a way, it has inspired you to mm. reflect on yourself. Yeah. And it's inspired you to not be like her. Yes, this, that's actually very true. Mm-hmm. I will never be like her, even when I wear my blonde wig. Fucking <laughs> 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 idiot. Oh dear, the joys. Wow, the joys, people, but... I just, I think you'll struggle to understand most people. And yeah. I think social media has given these idiots a platform to have a voice. Yeah. But, I mean, she probably, maybe she wants to learn, but she's just going about it in the wrong way, but... I think when everybody's, I wonder why when people go online to be <clears throat> deliberately malicious towards mm. another, especially somebody that they've gone to school with, mm. or somebody like they're using their profile, they're using their picture, they're putting themselves out there, and they're being really obnoxious, really rude, mm. really offensive, really racist. Are you claiming for attention? Like, what is it you're doing? Are you? I personally think she was pissed because um, she'd been out. Like we'd been out, but I think she'd still been out. I honestly think that she was pissed. Still out. Um, yeah, and I think that she, in her mind, I think that she had what she thought was a really good point. Mm-hmm. And I think she delivered that really, really badly. And okay. I think she just, then, because so many people had my back, mm-hmm. it put her in a corner. And I think instead of just going, oh, do you know what? I've upset a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to do some research or I'm going to think about how I phrase things. Mm-hmm. Instead, what she did was attack, attack, attack. I think she called, said, stop your minions having a attack, like going at me. And, you're wow. like, and then even, even my children, I do love my children. Even Callum came on and was like, seriously, don't come at my mum. <laughs> like, I think Charlie called her a joke man. <laughs> 
<laughs> I do love my children. <laughs> but you know, really, but it's there, it's at points like that. I was doing a training today, and it, it is. It's very hard when someone's coming at you to not go on the aggressive. I get that. Mm-hmm. But when you are upsetting a lot of people and a lot of people are saying the same thing, mm-hmm. you have to then be big enough to go, what, what have I yeah. said? Why am I not getting reaction? this? Yeah. Yeah. You have to, t- that's your responsibility there. You weren't listening to me trying to teach you. You didn't listen to the seven, eight, nine other people that mm-hmm. tried to educate you you just attacked and then you wondered why it it rose it got george floyd got brought into it it got massive because she missed the point and it Jesus. was it's something that if it's something that affects someone personally that i think as well at one point i think she did say fucking podcast that <laughs> so i fucking have <laughs> that. Oh my god, this yeah. girl sounds she like a in. fucking nightmare. She, she went in. We were really close at one point. <laughs> but it's Oh just, my god. Yeah. So I mean what I don't get about that is a reflection on me and my personality. Like I'm not that opinionated about anything that I mm. would try and hold my own in an argument that I'm clearly losing in. Like yeah. I'm very submissive. Like if I am Go wrong about it. something, I will say I'm wrong yeah. and I'm really sorry. Like mm-hmm. show me, point me in the direction of yeah. finding out the truth. Because I'm clearly not getting the point. See, but here. that's a good that is a re- and I think that is a really good trait to be able to go. I know but it's also quite nice to have an argument with somebody sometimes, isn't it? But well, I always argue with people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You clearly know too much. Yeah, just, I'm, <laughs> I'm so fucking educated. Ah. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm brilliant. But, you know, but, oh, no, I think it is. I think it's hard. I think that I think any conversation, like we always say, any conversation about race can go like mm-hmm fucking hit the fan because you're coming I'm coming at it from a personal emotional point of view even when I try and take the emotion out there's always going to be part mm-hmm. of my story the same with anything that when you're looking at it like that so it is about and that's what I made a real conscious effort with that argument as well to not just call her a dick mm-hmm. <laughs> and I really wanted to and I thought I'm not going to because I want I want you to learn I mm-hmm. truly want you to learn because you're that obviously that angry at me now but I want you to understand why this might be an issue for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the whole thing around this whole Jesse thing is that it's not attacking someone that's had a mental health issue because that's the last thing anyone wants to do. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing something that is offending that many people, your reaction should be, I'm really sorry, how do I learn from that? Right, okay, so and I'm totally not... missing something here. I don't, I remember you briefly talked on, touched on this with me in a text message at some point. I think you'd woken up, you'd heard about the, the video and you're feeling <laughs> I think really I'd shit wa- about it. I'd watched the video. Right. And it well, angered I, me. I haven't, I don't know what it is. So, yeah. has Jessie had mental health problems? So, yeah, in the past, she's had a lot of online, like, it's been awful. She made a whole programme. It was a brilliant programme about her online presence or her celebrity presence and how much hate she got for being uh-huh. the ugly little mixer. Okay. That, and oh, it was, that must be awful. It was awful and it was really sad. I think she really, really talked about it a lot and she's done lots of amazing things. She's really struggled with her mental health. She's obviously now left Little Mix and she's gone off and done her own thing. So okay. you're prioritising yourself, that's brilliant. Yeah. All anyone wants to do with, especially people that work in mental health, that's brilliant for us. I'm like, yeah, yeah big yourself up, mm-hmm. go do what you've got to do. Her first song out is with P. Diddy and Nicki Minaj. Mm. The, and it's a it's a remake of one of his old songs, which is a tune. Mm-hmm. That so but 
it's called Bad Boys or Boys, Boys, but it's about bad boys. All of the bad boys in the video are black boys with okay. like grills on their teeth and the bandanas in their hair and that uh-huh. stereotypical black bad boy look, uh-huh. all of them. That she is very, very tanned. She's got her weave. It's it's Which is cool. Like, do you, in a way. But she's darker than Nicki Minaj. It just, it's raised a whole conversation and not just on her mm-hmm. about this being part of the industry, I suppose, and part of the world that we live in that mm-hmm. profit in off of black culture and mm-hmm. things like that. But then what's now arisen is that Leanne... So the mixed race one from Little Mix mm-hmm. also raised the point that Jesse is black fishing. And it must have been a bit of an issue between uh-huh. the two of them. And part of that main issue is that Jesse has sort of said that she loves black culture. She's always celebrated black culture. You had not one thing to say during the Black Lives Matter movement after mm-hmm. George Floyd died. Leanne said she's never supported her with that. She's mm. had people have put videos up of her of her criticising like um Caribbean food and things or not understanding what Caribbean food is so it's like you're again you're profiting you it's good when you want it to be but actually you're not doing yeah Mm. you're not doing the work in the other areas Mm. and that's where the issue is and it's unfortunate that it is her because no one wants to attack her because of what she's been through but then what she has done and what Nicki Minaj has done and this is the thing this is why it's not just Jessie and this is where I hope people that do look at this see it's not just Jessie because Mm -hmm. Nicki Minaj is a black woman. P. Diddy mm-hmm. is a black man. There is as much, if not more, to blame because you should be trying to break down those yeah, stereotypes yeah. in the industry. But you're feeding it because it makes you money. The, and then Nicki Minaj and Jessie done an Instagram live and basically just slated Leanne and just was like, well, she called her a bully and everything else. And it was like, you have fully missed the point here that it's it just has got really, really nasty uh-huh. and it shouldn't have a gain. It should have just been... See what you've done wrong. See why. Mm-hmm. You've not got millions, and it's millions of people have got their backs up. Mm-hmm. And you can't just then go, I'm dismissing this because actually, no, I like black culture. Fucking hell. But it's bigger. And I think that Leanne is someone like, I'm not, I like, I like Little Mix, they're fun. Mm-hmm. But Leanne, especially the last few years, has really tried to do a lot for against anti-racism or for anti-racism mm-hmm. and things like that that you have to respect that mm-hmm. and you have to respect what she's been through and how many little girls of colour will be looking at Leanne mm-hmm. now and going oh my god you're amazing and you're talking about things that we might have been through that yeah. you have overcome this I can overcome that don't knock her down mm-hmm. because she's criticised you for doing something against mm-hmm. black culture just leave that out of your like. You should leave that alone because mm-hmm. you're what you're doing there is you're showing that to other people. Bella loved Little Mix, yeah, I remember. Because, and it was Leanne because mm-hmm. you're seeing yourself representation. Yeah. I was talking about it. it is it's there. You're seeing that, yeah. The and that that for Bella is inspirational. She's mm-hmm. looking up and going, look at her. She's talking about her struggle. She's talking about the things she's been through, and at the same time, she is a fucking millionaire that's amazing and mm-hmm. just had twins and looks like my leg. Like, just, it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. how these people bounce back. But (laughs) it's, you just, yeah, I just think you have to be, you have to be careful of trying to take people off of a platform Mm -hmm. when they're doing so good, especially around issues that I just don't think everyone understands. So then, if you don't understand it, educate yourself and then come back and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. I have to very much have conversations 
like I said, even with that girl, I didn't want to have an argument. I was too hungover to have an argument anyway. Mm -hmm. But I know that's going to close it down. That you have to, we have to learn how to have conversations about things that are uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't, then nothing changes. That girl now is going to walk away and she will just think, and I, she'll just think that I'm a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. Which is, it actually, that doesn't matter to me. It really doesn't matter to me. But I feel like I've missed an opportunity to make someone actually see a bigger point on an mm -hmm. issue that does affect a lot of people. Well, she yeah. clearly has listened to the podcast, so yeah. maybe she's learning in a subtle, yeah. timely mm -hmm. manner. <clears throat> I hope I hope so, because I think that's, that's all I think that we aim to do with this podcast. We love to entertain, we love mm -hmm. to have the chats, but it is, we talk about shit that is uncomfortable for a mm -hmm. reason, because it's just... If it makes one person go and Google something that they mm -hmm. didn't quite know a bit before because they want to find out more because we've talked about it, that for me makes that sort of just chills my soul to yeah. go, right, okay, I've done what I need to do. Yeah. Like I've raised something. And that's why, even with the post that I put up about us going to Maidstone, it was never for a sympathy. It was partly because I was pissed <laughs> when I first put it up, I was drunk. But when I put things on, it's to raise an awareness. It's just, real, just to go, a real factor. Yeah. yeah. This is what happened. This is, this is on my mind that this is maybe on other people's mind. Mm -hmm. You might not think about this, but let's have a conversation about this. Mm -hmm. And nine out of ten people got that mm -hmm. and was just like, do you know what? Actually, yeah, it's not it's not about sympathy. I don't I truly don't want sympathy. It makes me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But just have that conversation. Just mm -hmm. see that this might be happening in the world. And whether that's with race, with LGBTQ, with mental health, we should talk about these things. Mm -hmm. if we don't we know what we know from working in mental health you see yeah. the stats you know what happens when people don't talk about their shit yeah so I will talk about your shit not my shit some, <laughs> some, some, some of the shit <laughs> some of it not all of it yeah oh, well that has been a very inspiring podcast I think <laughs> go off on it I went off on a tangent again no but it's I? good <laughs> I love it when you do because it's so I love the way you speak you just you always have a point you always have a really good way of getting your message across oh. and I love it so Thanks. we did well do I inspire you you do inspire me <laughs> you inspire me oh. too there we go on that note should we should we share the love of the listeners and wish yes. them well love you guys love you bye, bye.